Welcome to the Pingdom Podcast for September 7th, 2012. Uh, welcome back to the Pingdom Podcast. It's now September 7th and uh, we're, we're trying to resume a somewhat semi-regular or regular schedule for the podcast. If you have any ideas, suggestions for what, we, what you would like us to talk about, whether it's internet, social media, web, security, those kinds of things, let us know. You can do it through the Royal Pingdom uh, website, Twitter, uh, Pingdom as well. Uh, so there's different ways of getting in touch. Um, I welcome my regular co-host, Nikolai Soling. He's Director of Technology Services at Help AG in Dubai. And there's also information on the website about how to get in touch with him. So welcome again, Nikolai. Thank you very much. So it's been a couple of weeks again since we recorded. What, what you've been up to? Oh, it's simply been super busy. Uh, it's um, you know we had this little incident here in the Middle East where two of the largest oil companies uh, in the region they got uh, taken down by a virus called Shamoon. Um, so basically, it turned off uh, or didn't turn off, but it made made about I heard a rumor about thirty thousand PCs. So these are really really large organizations, mm-hmm. but it took something like thirty thousand PCs offline at uh, a large American company, American Saudi company called Aramco. It's actually the world, one of the world's biggest oil companies. Yeah, and um, also one of the major economic forces here in the Middle East and. Um, you know, this Shamoon virus, it's basically working by overriding uh, sectors of the hard drives and, and data so that the machines can no longer be used and the files can no longer be accessed. And obviously, since the, here in the Middle East, the economy is very, very focused on, on, on oil and, and gas. Um, all of the different oil organizations or petrochemical companies, they've been very, very focused on protecting themselves. Um, yeah. So I have to say it's been a few very very busy weeks with a lot of talks with customers a lot of communication and a lot of uh, of um, also information about that people need to calm down a bit because you know you cannot just fix one specific problem and expect to be be secure that's a general observation that uh, sure that you have to be um, it's it's a strategy um, so yeah it's been very busy, that's for sure. So, so does something like this then raise awareness in, in these companies uh, about you know, looking over their, their procedures, their strategies in terms of security? Absolutely. You know, any, anything like that is like a wake-up call um, because it is, I think, the, the most interesting thing about this specific incident is that it's the first time such a large organization has been taken offline within the same industry as, as many of these organizations which means that it gets awareness on the CEO level straight away because this is a, now it's not just a matter of, of IT security, it's a matter about if you can do business or not. And, and that's, of course, extremely positive. So, um, so yeah, it's, to some extent, you know, out of all the badness in the situation, right, there's also some positive uh, mm-hmm. uh, impact of it, and that's definitely the awareness. All right, okay, well, that sounds good. So, it is, uh, so the attack is kind of tapering off it it's is it over more or less or, or is it still kind of hanging around well it's still hanging around right so no. in the sense that uh, the shimun virus is still you know available you can still get the dropper you can still get infected by it but today yep. all the antivirus engines they do deliver uh, detection mechanisms for it so okay. to some extent uh, from a technical perspective shimun is maybe not the most uh, let's call it advanced virus in the world yeah um, it's using pretty, let's say, old school techniques. It's using, 
using different kind of functionality which we've seen before. So that's why the antivirus vendors have also been very very quick at at developing signatures for it. Uh-huh. But of but of course, when you're talking about massive networks like like these uh, oil and gas companies, they of course need to verify that actually the systems have been patched and updated and all of these things. Yeah. Okay. Interesting development. Maybe we can follow up on that in future show to see to see what what, what lessons can be learned from it. Sure. Let's uh, let's move on to the main topic uh, of the show then, which I should have mentioned before. But uh, it's uh, it just happened. I think uh, in the beginning of the week. It's, it's very recently. We started to seeing headlines about. Um, well, I'll read some of them to you that are collected. One million iPhone and iPad UDIDs leaked onto net, taken from FBI agent's laptop, read one. Another one, one million Apple device IDs with personal information allegedly stolen from FBI laptop. FBI agent hacked, 12 million iPhone UDIDs stored on his computer, etc., etc. So there's um, supposedly, at least, a hacker organization um, put 1 million um, iPhone and iPad unique identifiers online. Uh, and they, they said that these came from an FBI agent who had 12 million of them, apparently. So l- let's, uh, let's try to go through this. Then. What, what, first of all, then, what is a UDID? Okay, so the UDID or the unit uh, identifier... Um, so basically, every single device that you have in Apple, right? Um, so any single, single iOS device, so like your iPhone, your iPod Touch, your iPad. I don't know. Is there any other ones that's based on iOS? I think that's it. Um, any of those devices, they have this uh, unique identifier. Um, so it's basically a code which identifies that specific device. And every time that you download something from App Store, uh, you download a piece of music, uh, you download anything from Apple, a video or anything like that, that specific content is being locked against that UDID. Um, It's also information that the developers, they get in order to identify who or which devices have been downloading their specific application. So it's used very, very um, extensively by the application developers to do statistics on which kind of devices downloads the software, which versions of software, all of these things. Um, so think about it as your, let's call it your device's social security number within the Apple uh, ecosystem. Okay, so something that uniquely identifies your iPhone or your iPad. Exactly, uh, sets exactly. It, sets, it, sets it apart from anything else. Now, is it tied to you personally as well? So it, it's, a, it's a hardware identifier, but is it tied to you as a user as well? Well, it gets tied into your uh, Apple ID. Uh, sorry, into your Apple ID when you, you know, I think some of you have probably tried to connect an iPhone the first time to your device, and uh, it it says that it has to identify the device, and 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 that will then it asks you to connect it to your Apple account. Uh, when that's happening, then that that specific UDID gets associated to your uh, to your Apple ID. Um, so um, so. It's something unique for that piece of hardware. It can, of course, you know, it might be that you have it uh, with you, um, you, you own that device for a num- number of times, then you sell it on and all of these things, and that specific device ID gets moved to it, to the, the buyer's profile, right? Let's say that you, you sell your second-hand iPad or something like that. So uh, is this something we should be worried about, that the UDID of our iOS devices may be out there somewhere? I, I, you know, first of all, the samples of data, and by the way, I downloaded, of course, the uh, 
the data and I looked into it. I couldn't find my own device there. Uh, I've, of course, uh, straight away looked for my, my own uh, iPad devices uh, if they were there. Then afterwards, I went to my my company. We have a, uh, a mobile device security solution uh, in place um, for people who use their Apple devices for checking corporate emails. Um, then I went there and got a statistic and the information on all of the 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 Apple phones that my colleagues they own, none of them were there either. So, mm-hmm. so at least we're in the clear. Yes, the same, same for me. I checked my iPhone and my iPad, and I wasn't in there. Yeah. But you know, of course, twelve million IDs. We've only seen a sample of one million IDs. That's only a very, very small part of the. I would expect hundreds of millions of Apple uh, user IDs uh, out there. I don't know how many Apple devices are out there running iOS. But I could imagine that is much more than 12 million IDs. Well, they've sold, if I remember right, some 50, 60 million iPads only. Uh, just, yeah, exactly. And we have the so. iPhones and the iPod yeah. Touch on the side, right? So, you know, it's much more than that. Um, so, as such, the UDID information that we have seen in that in that specific leak is not really a big problem. Mm. And honestly, since it's a hardware identifier directly on that device it's also going to be very very difficult to um, to change it um, so it's something that's let's say coded into the software coded into the hardware of that specific device so let's say theoretically that apple changed the udid uh, um, identifier of, of a device it would require a major software upgrade yeah. so it's not just an easy thing to do um, but as such, uh, you know, I was reading a blog article this morning. What should you do about it if you're on the list, right? And and the guy said, well, you can panic for a while, and then afterwards you can you can take a chill pill because there's really nothing you can do about it. Yeah, I I guess the only thing that you could do would be wipe any or take off any personal information that's on that device. Yeah. That's about it. You you can't change the UDID, so. No, exactly. So. I think the the. The main thing about this leak is is more the concern. First of all, people are saying it's coming from an FBI computer. By the way, yeah. FBI FBI later have been 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 saying that it's not from them. So you know you can then choose to believe or not. Uh, it's like the X Files, right? I want to believe. Um, exactly. But- let me let me let me just um, uh, read a little bit from um, uh, All Things D um, uh, quote uh, FBI or a statement from the FBI, they say the FBI is aware of published reports alleging that an FBI laptop was compromised and private data regarding Apple UDIDs was exposed. Uh, at this time, there is no evidence indicating that an FBI laptop was compromised or that the FBI either sought or obtained this data, they say. No. Of course, the reason why FBI is very, very interested in, in making sure that people understand this is that something like this, a leak like this, and saying that it comes from FBI, is going to spin up a lot of conspiracy theories. Sure. Because why do why do FBI have this information, right? So let's let's assume that it was coming from FBI. Why would they have it? And is Apple giving them that information, right? Most likely, what I've seen in the latest posts is that it looks like the data was leaked from some sort of application developer. Yeah. So it looks like the data, the data that's been leaked, it looks like the data that could be you know, the information that a, an application developer gets from a, a user, uh, about a user when they download sure. uh, an application on their, uh, from this. It, it would be very interesting, if that is true, it would be very interesting, obviously, to know from which application, because 12 million of these, that's, that's pretty substantial. I, I remember reading, I think it was 
um, the guy who makes Instapaper, uh, he had through some tweets and stuff, I think, if I, if I recall this right, been more or less accused by somebody that it came from him. And he said, of course, it doesn't come from me. And by the way, I have nowhere near that many UDIDs. Um, yes. Or that sort of information, and that's a pretty popular app. So you would, this kind of brings into question. Well, it has to be a very, very big app then, if you have twelve million of them. If that's indeed true, twelve million. So I just read a minute or so ago the what FBI had to say. They're saying they weren't involved in this in any way. Apple has also re released a statement, and uh, this comes from this was published on All Things D, the website. Um, uh, it says the FBI has not requested this information from Apple, nor have we provided it to the FBI and organization. Additionally, with iOS 6, Apple says we introduced a new set of APIs meant to replace the use of the UDID and will soon be uh, banning the use of, use of UDID, says a, an Apple spokeswoman. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the UDID issue, uh, the leak data here, Apple is moving away from it simply because of privacy concerns. Um, you know, when, when, when there's a leak like this, it of course raises one specific concern, and that has nothing to do about which kind of data or anything like, like that. Uh, but it simply raises the concern that Apple, they have this kind of information about us. So every time we, we download an application, every time we do anything, that kind of behavior that we're doing can be tracked. And of course, that can be interesting for government organizations it can be interesting for the application developers sure. and all of these things and that's of course the the big uh, the, the big concern right now from a lot of people is that it's an eye opener that the apple ecosystem in no way uh, is, uh, is, uh, is 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 private of course yeah. trying to, to protect your data but you shouldn't expect your actions not to be monitored in there uh, and that's of course the the most worrying part of this so this is um, the the whole thing we've been talking about is specific to Apple iOS devices. So does something similar exist then in in the other uh, mobile yeah. platforms, Android, Windows Phone, BlackBerry, etc.? Absolutely. You know, where Google is doing, I wouldn't say the same. It's the same way, but they're also having specific tracking mechanisms which, where they can track the users. They have to because of the content that some of the content needs to be tied to the device. But in general, this is very, very important information. You know, it's very interesting for an organization uh, to understand which kind of applications that you download. On the other hand, right, if you're on Facebook and if you're putting all of that information up there, you know, that's probably even more sensitive information than which kind of applications you download. But your action tells a lot about you as an individual and understanding the individual is worth a lot of money, both from a commercial perspective, so advertisement and all of these things, but it's also from a security perspective a very, very important thing when you're talking about uh, nationwide security and these kind of things. And any user needs to understand that whatever they do on the internet is not a is something that just stays with themselves. Yeah, I guess the point is also that uh, even though this might be if this leak is indeed true and these are real uh, UDIDs and, and user information, then any piece of information, almost no matter how kind of innocent it looks um, in and of itself, if that can be paired up with something else, then you can start seeing bigger patterns. And there, exactly. are, there are smart people out there with, with some pretty amazing resources in terms of software and hardware that can maybe crunch these things and, and come up with the bigger picture, not just the, that piece of information. Exactly. 
Okay, so that's uh, an interesting story. We'll keep following it, and I think um, we'll, we'll put that kind of to rest for now and see what happens, uh, see how it develops. FBI has said they had nothing to do with it. Apple says also they basically had nothing to do with it. And uh, as you pointed out, it, it, it will be interesting or the, to see where where this goes and where did that information actually come from. Um, we have a lot of other news as well that we, we wanted to talk about and some ideas for future topics for shows. If you have any ideas, as I said before, get in touch with us. Maybe you want to come on the show as well and talk to us about security issues and other things about internet and web. Um, I think we'll put an end to it there for now. As, um... uh, I think there's just one more thing I have to highlight, right? So one, okay. of, the new, one of the news that didn't really, I would say, got swamped in all of the other security news that we had over the last week. Obviously, the Apple U, UDIDs being the, the star of the show today, but another very important thing is the recent Java uh, issues. Uh, oh, yes. So, really to everyone out there who's using Java, uh, Java applications, right? Make sure you update your Java to the latest update. Um, so, Java uh, update 7. Uh, and uh, and the reason for that is that there's some, some pretty serious vulnerabilities and uh, inside Java, uh, the older releases of Java, which could be, be used against you. Um, and really, if you're not using Java, then simply disable it on your machine right now. Because even the new Update 7, this, let's call it family of vulnerabilities that's been discovered, have not been completely patched in Update 7. So there are known vulnerabilities even in Update 7. So, uh, so that's also going to be very interesting to see how that's going to be exploited by the uh, by the bad guys out there. All right, very good point. Uh, we should have uh, actually included that a little bit earlier, but a good point. Check uh, out um, what Java you have, update it, and even if you have the latest one, uh, especially if you, you run it in your browser, you may want to disable it in the browser. Um, and, and you know, for most of us end users, there's not really that much point in having Java anymore. Some sites, but very few, depend on Java today, I would say. Um, Everything's flash today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that has its own issues. But um, let, let's pick up Java again next show and talk a little bit sure. more in detail about it. So I think we'll leave it there for now. Thanks very much, Nikolai. You're very welcome.